The economics of Strip Monopoly make no fucking sense. This week on Scarepy, Friday the 13th is on the couch as we dive into the severe symptoms of postpartum depression. I'm moving this to the beginning because I don't know you fuckers are listening when you fucking skip my outros. <laughs> Alright guys, so before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to all of our social medias. We got Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, all at Pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, stab that like button, and give us five stars on Spotify. We don't know what it does, but hey, I heard it helps. You can support us on Anchor through our link tree. There will be a tab that says support us. Click on that. You can donate anywhere between a dollar to, I believe, $10. Anything helps. Give us money. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another session of Scarapy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Brown. Joined with me, as always, the camp counseling motherfucker himself. Don't fuck Kevin Bacon to death. <laughs> Zach Singer. God damn it. I'm so mad at this fucking movie. <laughs> I've seen this movie and I did not remember how fucking unwatchably bad this thing is. Yeah, it gets there, man. <laughs> it's so fucking... It's so goddamn bad. Alright, let's get into it. Brian, you can skip this episode. <laughs> Friday the 13th came out May 9th, 1980. What the fuck? They didn't even put it on Friday. They couldn't have waited like Jesus Christ. It wasn't even in Halloween times. They, fuck yeah, I want Friday the 13th to come out. Give it. It had a runtime of 96 minutes. The longest goddamn 96 minutes I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a a slog to get through. Zach, what's the rating? Zero. Can I go lower than zero? (laughs) I mean, for Creep 2, you want 140, so. Yeah, you're right. You can do whatever you want. What's your actual rating? I gave you it. I don't know. Minus 54? you're talking to me still. Alright. It's 63. It's um, better than I thought still. That movie, goddammit. Compared to Nightmare on Elm Street, which had a 90. Also not deserving. And I like that movie. Yeah. See, yeah, this did not deserve a 63. No. I mean, I guess it's all... It's a big cult movies even they, even most of them were like yeah, yeah, yeah it's not good so the budget was 550,000 I thought you were going to say 550 and that would have been <laughs> fucking nailing it and uh, the box office 59.8 million what the fuck is that like all times they definitely released these and stuff no just the first year is when it when it was in theaters Holy originally shit. yeah that's a lot yeah this movie popped off what, what, what year you said it was 1980 Damn. God damn, there must have been nothing going on there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Alright, it was directed by Sean Cunningham. No. Um, yeah, he he directed other things. He is also now on the board of the like Horror Association for Hollywood. Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, he directed I mean, all the, of the Fridays. So. Oh, did B- besides okay. the new ones, I think. That, that makes sense. It started in 1980, mm-hmm. 40 years ago. Uh, oh my god. That's what I was just going to ask you. Is this another scenario, like, nightmare, where everyone's a new director? But I 
guess not. No, at least from what I saw, they're all directed by Sean Cunningham. Well, besides the reboots. Um, the cast for this movie. Got a banger in this one. We're just going to start it with him. Kevin Bacon. That's right. The breakfast boy himself. The Baconator. Foot loose in it. Um, Betsy Palmer. Adrian King. Harry Crosby. Mark Nelson. Janine Taylor. And Robbie Morgan. All shoulders on the whole list after Kevin Bacon. I don't know. Betsy Palmer sounds familiar, but I think it's because I knew her... Like, from my past of being obsessed with Friday the 13th. Is it more so because it's the most generic old white name you've ever heard? <laughs> like, you go name a potato, and it's like, oh, that's Betsy Palmer. I think just Betsy. Betsy's funny. Yeah. Uh, the plot for this movie is camp counselors. Are, no there is a plot. No, there's not. IMDB says there is. Oh, I trust you so much, Camp counselors are murdered one by one by an unknown killer while attempting to reopen an abandoned summer camp. That is actually the full plot of that movie. All right, one sentence, I'll take it. <laughs> I was really worried they had a paragraph because that might be more dialogue than the whole fucking movie. <laughs> it's more than the movie's worth, I'll tell you that for God sure. God damn it. I, don't, I do not, I mean, 1980s, I guess at the time, that was pretty spooky and there wasn't a lot horror-wise going on. So, I mean, he, J- Jason was... Kind of the start of the craze. Yeah, the J- Jason, Freddie, yeah, like really Michael good. Myers. I guess thinking about it too, like the visually, they do a lot of cool things that I don't think were really being done, like how they shot. Oh yeah, no, the this movie was not something I was real familiar with. I really enjoyed how this movie looked at some times. Yeah. It's just old. I think yeah, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, but like for its time, I, I guess yeah, thinking about it, it probably was fucking awesome. I mean, doing like a shot-for-shot remake of it now, it'd probably be incredible. No, still a piece of shit. You think so? Alright. Visually, I think you can nail it, but the movie, like, overall, the plot is still just a little rough, and the the dialogue is so bad. Alright, let's get into the fucking questions. No, I gotta, wait, I gotta laugh, but... The dialogue is so bad that the music had to just talk and laugh at you. Just taunting you the whole fucking time. I just thought of that, so I was proud of it. I, I do love that sound. It is, oh, it is iconic as fuck. I, I guess before we get into it, I went to my first ever Ice Nine Kills concert last week. They're a band that does mostly like horror movie based music. I've as, never heard of that. As I've said multiple times on this podcast. Um, and while the like stage crew was setting up for their stuff, they were playing like the iconic like Michael Myers, Freddy, and then they played the the Jason song, the he 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 shit, and I was like, it's so let's good. go. It is like, and again in this movie they do it really well. There are some like pretty intense scenes mm-hmm. where like it's pretty like oh almost edge of your seat on it. All right, God damn it, why am I getting into the <laughs> Let's get into so the questions funny. before we start liking this movie. Oh boy. Uh, question one. Did you ever go to summer camp? I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. If so, I it seems I have locked it out of my memory. <laughs> Who Something touched you? <laughs> well, I remember most of those. Did you go to sleepaway camp? I'd rather go to sleepaway camp. <laughs> At least something fun happens there. A <laughs> uh, little bit of Freddy versus Jason themed questions Freddy. here. Yeah, I are, I figure you're gonna say this, but uh, machete or knife blow? 
Actually, just, I really like the knife glove. I think it's like pretty cool. It is impractical as fuck, mm-hmm. but visually cool as shit. Like machete, all right, I'll give it to you. Not crazy unique, but like knife glove, I don't know. It just has a good look to it. Okay, it's super menacing. Yeah, definitely. Um, Freddy. Last question. Would you ever be a camp counselor? I am not legally allowed to answer that question. <laughs> Damn it, Brian. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Uh, I did. It wasn't like camp, but it was like a. Was like a Please say youth camp? group. Yeah, we'll call it that. That sounds way better. It was like a Jewish youth group when we worked at over like the eighth grade summer. That was. Awkward. Oh no. Legally can't do <laughs> Alright, so my goal at the end of this episode is to shit on this piece of shit movie so hard that you start swaying towards Freddy, because I can already feel your disdain for this garbage. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a good movie. But we'll we'll get into it more so than we already have. So, let's get into the opening scene. Oh boy, it's so exciting. So we open with a shot of a full moon shrouded by clouds, and we hear singing, and are informed we're at Camp Crystal Lake in 1958. 58, baby. A group of teens are singing around a fireplace in a cabin, and they're singing, like, Christian music. Uh, it, it's like campfire stuff, especially back in the day. So it wasn't Kumbaya, but it was... It was definitely, like, Jesus oh, it Loves Me. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, it was uh, hallelujah. Like, but I, I, I would, like... It's definitely a religious song, but I think it's something that can be just, like, quote-unquote wholesome. Sure. So, I wouldn't go as, like, they were fucking crazy Christian kids <laughs> over there. So, yeah, we, we get the group of teens singing around the fireplace, and then we get a first-person uh, POV shot of someone walking into a different cabin where people are sleeping. And then we hear the iconic... Thank you for doing it it's for It's so me. good. I hope that Mike picked that up. I will scream it the next time. <laughs> okay. So the camera moves to another room where we see a you, cut you, back to the singing group. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we're going to completely ignore the word scream, huh? I've got it. All right. Don't worry. All right. We're not there yet. Fuck up. All right, yeah. Let's go fucking already a snapback. So yeah, yeah, we, we cut back to the singing group as a girl and a guy decide it's time to fuck and they leave the group. 100%. There's just like eye contact, fucking bingle bangle, finger guns, let's do this. So the girl who was the one playing guitar and singing Hallelujah uh, looks at this boy, mouths let's go, and then they just get up and dip out. Uh-huh. As camp happens. So they go upstairs and what looks Kind of like a barn to me. It, it's definitely a barn. I don't know <laughs> why it's a barn, but... This movie takes place in New Jersey. Does it really? Yeah. I have never thought about where this place is from. Yeah, so, I don't okay. know. Are there barns in New Jersey? There's not, not barns in New Jersey. Moo Jersey. Moo Jersey. Shit, that's where they're <laughs> at. That's where the farms are. <laughs> Stupid, it's an M. Okay, so they go upstairs into what looks like a barn and start getting after it when we get back to the first-person POV. I mean, let's really appreciate the loft in this barn, though. It is super swing. I mean, yeah, it's man. Just, like, I'm giving a shit. It's a nice loft. Like, I can't lie. 
not the worst place. No. Alright, continue. <laughs> the cabins look a little worse. Yeah. Uh, I'm really confused on the bathroom situation that we will get into oh, later. Oh, dude, we'll get it there. It seems awful. So, yeah, we cut back to the first person POV, and we start creeping up the stairs. Uh, unfortunately, this is not the intro to Creep 3. Oh, man. <laughs> that would be so much better than watching this piece of shit. <laughs> so the couple notices... The first person, I don't know what to call that. Fine, person. we'll do it. A couple notices the camera and starts to get dressed and they say, you know, we weren't doing anything. We, you know, we, we were just hanging out. I mean, we did ignore like the three minute shot of them unfolding a blanket. Oh my God. Dude. It's so long. Everything in this movie feels like it's like slow down. The cameras are filmed. <laughs> Fucking Sean Cunningham's behind the camera, like, you need to take your fucking time with this, Pretty dude. Much. We gotta pat this yeah, run time. We got 40 minutes of stuff. We need about 30 minutes of filler. You know, I would say probably about 40% of this movie is teens kissing. That seems high, but I don't know about stars. So, yeah, the, the guy's basically, you know, putting his clothes back on super quick. Like, hey, we, we weren't doing anything. Then, uh, he gets stabbed. We get a very loud like, ringing sound, almost. Mm, yeah. But, and, like, it's a pretty gruesome stab. Like, they do not yeah, like, hold back. It, it, like, it, Freddy, where you didn't really see much. Yeah. Period. It's like, they're like, oh, no, no, fuck that. We're here for blood. So, it's like a close-up on his face at first. So, he gets stabbed in the stomach, we zoom in on his face, and then he falls back. And then we get a slow-mo shot of the girl getting, like, chased around the loft and getting cornered before freezing on her mid-scream. Scream tie-in! <laughs> you were about three minutes early. Well, we had already said it, so now you just look like an asshole. Yeah, well. Scream corner! Ah! <laughs> I hope that's the only one we get. <laughs> Freezes on her mid-scream, and then we get a title card. That's right. Um, with, the 13. Yeah, it's pretty much almost exactly like um, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, how it like comes in from far away and then gets super big, but, yeah. but it like shatters glass yeah. on this one. I didn't get that. I don't know if that's supposed to be like watching it home on your TV. Maybe it was like, a, I don't know, were 3D movies around back then? God, probably not. I don't know if the world was in 3D yet. <laughs> Still in black and white. Yeah, Jesus. Pleasant Bill Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, done with it. Joe Boomer. <laughs> So, yeah, and then we get uh, credits, like production credits. Um, yeah, and that was the thing back then, too, or kind of when that started going away. Yeah, credits were at the beginning yeah, of the movie. Yeah, which I fucking can't think. I watched a movie on Netflix, so fuck this movie. Uh, so it had Jesse Clemens in it. I don't know what it was called. It just came out. And they did, like, a seven-minute shot of oh. a house with credits rolling in front of it, and I fucking hate it. It's so unwatchably boring. That suspenseful music, by the way, super extra for this. It's no, like violins going at it. At it. They're hammering. They got the orchestra and they're like, smoke this. <laughs> it's like, um, who, did, who did the Star Wars music? John Williams? Yeah. It's like him, but in horror. <laughs> it's just the, yeah. most, the most extra bullshit music. You're right. All right, and then we open on Friday, June 13th, 1980. Well, at least they had the right date. A girl named Annie walks by a gas station where she sees a dog. 
uh, and she goes to pet the dog and she goes, hi girl, pauses, excuse me, hi boy, weird line. <laughs> uh, again, the dialogue in this movie is awful, I think every bit of it. Maybe the end gets a little okay. I don't know why she was looking for dog ding dong, but I don't know why you wouldn't, but we all have our things. Let's come back to the furry shit. Not no. Peach was? Get out of here. <laughs> so then she just leaves, keeps walking. She walks into a diner and asks, hey, how far is Crystal Lake from here? And literally everybody in the diner stops what they're doing and turns and looks it's at It's like her. a record book. <laughs> Dude, literally. That's literally what happens. Oh. We don't we don't take kind of your Crystal Lake around here. And then a man says it's about 20 miles. The lady asks, yeah, why are they opening Camp Blood again? Camp Blood? Terrible. It's so bad. Couldn't come it, up with a better name. And they bring it up later, too, and it's so... Again, poorly written garbage. Yeah. They're like, we'll use this camera. I don't know how to talk no good. That's fine. Just film it. I'm, I'm very happy that the series decided to stay with Camp Crystal Lake and instead of calling Camp it Blood. Camp Blood. I wonder if that was the original title. I, dude, I hope not. I hope it was. Camp Blood. Sea of Blood. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Eviscerate. Eviscerate. Lose weight. Eviscerate. Volume 3. Sea of Blood. And then a man in the diner named Enos offers her a ride halfway there because he's going to the crossroads. Also, his name is Enos. Let's agree. Unis Anis. Enos. Uh, then they go to leave, but a man runs up and warns her that Camp Blood has a death curse. If this guy looks like a box of donuts. Like, I don't understand <laughs> how this guy dresses himself. And he's supposed to be like the town crazy. Yeah, his, his name is Crazy Ralph. <laughs> That's gotta be it. He looks like a crazy Ralph. I completely forgot his name. You, you look at that man, his name is Ralph, man. Yeah, like, ain't no way it's He's not. a human version of Ralph Wiggum if he grew up with Super Nintendo Chalmers. So, he, he comes up to them and he goes... You're going to Camp Blood. It's got a death curse. Woo! <laughs> uh, man, Enos and Annie pretty much just tell him to fuck off. They get in his truck and they leave. And it's like super, they're like, well, see you later. Yeah, they're like, get out of here, Ralph. Yeah, it's like, get, get the hell out of here. I don't get it. No, it, it doesn't make much sense, but fuck it. Yeah. He's not important. Um, Nobody is in this movie. Then on the drive up, Annie says that uh, she's going to be the camp cook. Uh, and Enos tells her... Well, Enos tells her... <laughs> Enos tells her uh, she should quit because Camp Crystal Lake is jinxed. And since 57, a boy's drowned, two teens were murdered, and there have been multiple fires. They tried to reopen the camp in 62, but the water was too bad. Yeah, I don't know what that means, really. <laughs> I... I don't like, know, man. I don't, I don't, it was too wet. The pH was off, I, I guess, guess, man. Looney, piece of shit. <laughs> I would like to bring up in this back and forth of truck driving. Yeah. The camera is going from like one person to the other point of view, mm -hmm. and the guy, the driver, is like very awkwardly slumped over this comically oversized wheel, which was probably the wheel it needed at the time. Cause it's like almost a semi. Yeah, it's like a tow truck. Yeah, it's like a bigger vehicle. But this thing is like 10 in 2. I'm driving a Harley driving this thing. And he's just 
hanging over. Yeah, it. like an old ass chopper. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like super country. I'm pretty sure like they're all wearing overalls. Oh yeah. God damn it. I I also kind of skipped over. He he gets a little pervy. Yeah, <laughs> like that's just the eighties. So when when they're walking to the or sorry no. When, when she goes to get in the van, he definitely just pushes her up by her ass. Uh-huh. Um, and then while they're driving, he goes, so is all the girls there going to be as pretty as you? <laughs> <laughs> you need to do that laugh way more often. It's my new laugh. God, I hope so. So. Fucking Elmer Fudd. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> God damn it, that's good. You good? No, go. All right. So I guess to break down a little bit of what I said here. So he said in 1957, a boy drowned at Camp Crystal Lake. That's not important. No. no. Uh, Then in 1958, two teens were murdered there, the camp counselors that we saw at the beginning. Um, And then since then, there have been multiple fires at the camp. Uh, and then 1962, the, the fucking PH or whatever was um, But now they're reopening it on for some reason. Yeah, and did they give you a year? Because when they yeah, it, it's it's 1980 in 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 the movie. Is it because because yeah. they just say present? Like so, in the beginning it says 1950 well, or whatever. I guess I imagine it's 1980 because it is present. Yeah, I mean, it's just, when they do that, I'm always like, well, do you mean it's supposed to be today? Because then nobody has a phone. Because then it's not June 13th. Yeah, um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I assume it's 1980, because it says present, it would make more sense. Yeah, I just thought it was weird that they didn't give you it, because they give you dates for everything. Yeah. But, well, I guess the one other thing. Uh, fuck it. So, yeah, after this whole exchange where she's like, I can't quit, I got to work. Um... <laughs> He drops her off outside of a cemetery that's at the crossroads, which is how I knew it was in New Jersey, because the, the like, sign, I guess you could call it, says New Jersey National, New Jersey State Cemetery or something like that. Ooh. So, you know, context clues. Reading a sign. <laughs> yep, that's context, all right. So, and then a red truck, that old 57... Jeep Cherokee. That was a 96, 100%. <laughs> they went back to the future. St- sticking with our every horror movie has a red car in it theme. Um, Not every movie was just, every horror movie was just Phoenix Forgotten. But we forgot. I mean, I'm trying to Phoenix forget. <laughs> so, <laughs> a, a red truck is driving down the road with Jack Marcy and Ned in it. Uh, Jack is, of course, Kevin Bacon. The breakfast boy. <laughs> the breakfast boy. So they arrive at camp, and they meet a shirtless man in jorts who is chopping at uh, the roots of a tree. Uh, only jorts, by the way. I'm pretty sure he's not wearing a shirt right there. No, he's shirtless. Yeah, okay. He's just hairy. Yeah. Swarthy. Is he a fucking pirate? I haven't seen his credentials. He's got, like, short jorts on. Yeah, these are... Uh, if you ever watched Arrested Development, David Cross's jorts. Nope. He He's a never nude. So, he is Steve Christie, the man who is reopening the camp. And then we also meet Alice, who is another one of the counselors uh, who's just been there longer helping him out. She's like for a while, too, because they definitely have a rapport of some sort. Yeah. 
but it's really awkward because he definitely hits on her. Yeah, and we're going to get to that right now. So Steve uh, comes up behind Alice while she's like nailing in a gutter onto one of the cabins. Uh, let's preface, she's on a ladder trying to do this job that clearly takes two people. Because <laughs> one person has to hold the gutter while the other hammers it in with a nail and a hammer. So like, it was just very much set up to bring these people together. Yeah. Instead of like, no, I can do this impossible task. <laughs> so yeah, she's hammering away and then he finds a, a book on the ground and it's a drawing book uh, of Alice, of Alice's rather. It's like got a bunch of drawings of like the cabins and the camp, and then she finds or he finds a drawing of himself in it, um, and he goes, "Do I look like this?" And she says, oh, "You looked like that last night when I drew it." <laughs> I did like that retort. Like, hey, fucko. It <laughs> was pretty good. I I like that that line. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what you look like. At least Why you I drew did it last that night. So and then he he totally uses it as an excuse to hit on her. Um, and she's really not feeling it, and we, we and him get the vibe that she wants to like leave the camp and go home, but she's not feeling this whole out in the woods thing too much. She she even says like I'm gonna leave. Yeah, and she's like maybe maybe I should go back to California. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he says you know just give give it one more week, and if we're not ready to open by then, she can go. And then she uh, or he suggests seductively Jesus he seductively brushes her hair and then walks away by seductively do you mean super awkwardly slowly like if I did that to you right now you would get up and leave 30% she kind of looks like she's into it oh yeah because she, she gives him like the, the eyes and, and then and he, she agrees to stay for another week and then he dips out yeah um, and, like this guy looks ridiculous to us but he was probably a hunk back in the oh days. dude when when he came on screen for the first time in those jorts, the ladies were swooning. If he had a mullet, cream all over. <laughs> I mean, he had Jew curls, so he, we're, he did, we're but there. He did, not a mullet. Oh my god, a Jew curl mullet. You can only be so erratic. <laughs> and then um, we cut to Alice walking up to the dock area where we meet Bill, who is another one of the counselors. And he asks if the others have shown up yet. Alice says, everyone but one girl, Annie. Uh, the girl we talked about previously. Um, yeah, with Ralph and uh, Onus. I'm going to pronounce his name differently every time. I was just going to call him Billy. Oh my god, it's Omos. Oh, <laughs> Shout out tag to, team champ. Yep, the he tag was. team champ. I was just tall. Fuck WWE, man. Uh, I, brought to you by WWE. So... Alice goes to to leave Bill, and then we get... I couldn't tell if it's a first-person shot or just a weird camera shot of her walking back through the woods. Because the camera, like, goes behind a tree and then watches her. And I think it's just a, a weird angle. Okay. Like, I didn't get the vibe that it's the POV, but maybe that's what they're okay. going for. Because the camera is a little shaky. Yeah. So I, I just wasn't sure. But I definitely remember watching this and thinking something similar. Like, he's like, is this supposed to yeah. be like this? Or is this just, like, an odd choice? Because they definitely have... Some interesting camera angle choices oh, yeah. throughout the movie. Bagger audio. Turn your goddamn phone up every fucking week. <laughs> it's like I text him when he's here so I can hear him banger audio. <laughs> no. Ooh, the secrets come out. No, that's only happened once. It, that's true. And and he did it just to piss me off because I was already angry. 
That's every episode. So, and then we we cut to Steve in his Jeep, and he's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'll be back sometime after lunch. Uh, it's supposed to rain like hell, so you guys got to get done as much as possible before it starts raining. And then he drives away. And motherfucker is not back by lunch. No. Let's just say. So he drives away in a topless Jeep, uh-huh. correct? Uh-huh. Okay. We'll come, we'll circle yeah, back. There's a whole, I got a whole issue with that. Don't worry. <laughs> so he, he drives away, and then another girl named Brenda uh, is setting up the archery range. When an arrow flies inches past her uh, into one of the targets. This guy is a giant piece of shit. It's Ned, um, who I should have mentioned earlier is the horniest man to exist because on the, the truck ride in, he asks Marcy, are there going to be other babes that are like you? And just other creepy general he's shit. Just, he's super creepy and he's he's like the funny guy. Say he's the comic relief, but it doesn't Kind work. of. Like he's the comic relief that's not funny like mm-hmm. on purpose. It's all of his jokes are bad. It's all dry. Yeah, it's, it's he's a terrible Just like every woman around him. <laughs> so yeah, an arrow flies inches past her face into, I think it's actually a bullseye though, so that's impressive. Um, and it's it, Ned. It's impossible to tell since the thing she's putting up is just hay. <laughs> like, no, like, it at one point was a bullseye. Yeah, it's just super fucked up. Yeah, it's like years old. It's like, wow, I'll, either they got real authentic with this scene or they couldn't afford shit. So he just cannot control his horniness because every single thing Brenda says, he, he makes horny. Like, I forget what she says, but she says, like, you know, were you trying to be funny or scare me? And he goes, whatever you like more or something yeah, like that. Yeah, really shitty line. Like, and, and then she says, I'm going to fucking kill you. And he goes, now you're speaking my language or something like tea. that. Is he wearing a... Is he wearing the Indian headdress? No, so that that's actually... That, that's later. That's okay. later. What you're seeing is an arrow behind that's, his head. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Remember we had something going on. And then uh, we cut back to Annie, who is still walking towards camp. Uh, as a jeep pulls up next to her, and it's not the same jeep because there's a top on it. Yeah, I definitely was like, "Wait, is that the same?" Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually a pretty banger jeep. Yeah, so she uh, actually just straight up runs to the jeep because the jeep stops. She puts all her stuff in the back. She is hitchhiking. She's yeah, yeah, she's she's hitchhiking, and she, so the jeep stops. She puts her stuff in the back of it, climbs in, and we get a first person shot from the driver's seat as she gets in and she goes, "Take me to cramp, cramp, cramp." Take me to Camp Crystal Lake, please. Cranberry and Crystal's Lakes. <laughs> Krampus. Oh, shit. You want to fuck Slender Man wouldn't protect you from Krampus? Slender, they're burrows. <laughs> that's, that's canon, scary people are. 100%. <laughs> I own Slenderman now. So, and then the Jeep zooms right by uh, the entrance to Camp Crystal Lake, and Annie starts to get nervous, and she's like, hey, uh, I think we should stop. Which I love right there, because that Jeep's... The driver just speeds up. Yeah, driver speeds up. Um, but does nothing. Just driving. Yeah, and we don't hear anything. This is still just a first-person shot from the driver. Driver's seat, not the driver. Um, of Annie getting progressively more nervous, saying, like, hey, will you please stop? Uh, and then she eventually just decides, fuck it, and jumps out of the car. She jumps out like a champ. She takes a tumble. Yeah, um, and then the Jeep slows down and turns around. I really like that she get she does jump out of the car and of course because she's such a good actor it takes her a thousand hours to stand up. Yeah man she well 
I guess I kind of understand. Like, it would definitely be very difficult, but she is not selling it at all. I don't know. I feel like you have a little bit more, like, uh, pep in your step if you see the car that you just jumped out of turn around. Right. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. And she just stays. Yeah, so the Jeep turns around and Annie stands up, takes off into the forest, as we get a POV shot of the person getting out of the Jeep and then following her into the woods. Um, and this, I believe, is where the uh, girl falls every 10 seconds trope yes. starts. Because Annie falls every three seconds for a minute straight. Uh-huh. Uh, but somehow gets far enough away to think that she's safe before the killer pops out in front of her and slits her throat in a great practical effect that yeah. shows the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, that's what the whole movie, like, again, I think their goal was camera, yeah. like, all visual. There. How do you make this look as cool as possible? I mean, obviously, it's a super simple effect, but like, but it looks fantastic. It looks great. They, they did it up where they where it counted for sure. And I'd say for like most of them, like they all look, they yeah. look fake, especially with like standards today. It's like oh, very obviously, but right. I think all like, of the deaths besides one in this movie look fantastic. Um, we'll get to it. Right. So, and then we cut to the group setting up the dock area. Which is like they're they're tying like the floating raft pieces together to form the dock. They are they were literally just told, hey, hang around this dock. Yeah. After your line. And they're just being they yeah, they're just being general shithead teens. Uh, and we get a shot of the killer watching them from the woods. Um, and then they get ready to go back to work, but Ned starts yelling, uh, like, "Hey, fucking help me!" Because he's in the water and quote unquote drowning because uh, he can't swim. But can he's in he? The water, yeah. yeah. He, he's been in the water. So. Right, like for a while. Um, so the whole group kind of runs to the dock. The girls get one of the canoes nearby. A guy and a girl jump into the water to help him. Um, they pull him up. Whoa, 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 you're completely blazing over the worst part of this whole scene. Where one of the girls runs to go get a life preserver. Uh-huh. And by the time... <laughs> She gets there the same time as the canoe does, <laughs> throws it in the water, and then just pulls it back because there's literally it's just in the really I didn't yeah see it's that. really bad like shoot like they were like just throw it in it's fine <laughs> nobody will notice because they're already like pulling out of the water by the time she's there. Damn, it's I didn't I didn't notice that. Super shitty. They're like just do water stuff, guys. <laughs> so uh, Brenda starts giving him mouth to mouth, but the whole thing was just a. A sick ploy to get some to get some mouth to mouth from Brenda. Fucking squints getting it on. Let's not talk about that movie. That movie is way better than this piece <laughs> of shit. I watch the Sandlot. Fucking Benny the Jet all day. The Rocket. Whatever the fuck his name was. And then we cut to Alice in her cabin, going through all of her stuff. Um, when a snake is just chilling by her foot, uh, she like. Sees it, freaks out, and runs to the door. Uh, starts screaming for help when the snake slithers underneath the dresser. I 100% thought I remembered this scene where it was a fake snake and somebody was fucking with her. Nope. Real that, snake. I know what you're talking about because I remember that too. Is that Sleepaway Camp, maybe? No. No? It, I think it's just from another Friday the 13th. That probably sounds right. <laughs> so, and then Bill, who was chopping bushes outside, runs in to kill the snake. Then literally everybody else runs in uh, to join them afterwards. And just starts searching anywhere except for where this snake actually was. Yeah, so they eventually find the snake, and uh, Bill chaotically chops it up. 
Like, he hacks this thing yeah. for a good 20 and seconds. I'm pretty sure this is a real snake. I was gonna say that. I think like, they actually killed a snake I for think this. So. I was like, man, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Because, like, they definitely did not even cut his head off right the first time. No, he, he, he like, cut it in half first. Yeah, so and then cut was, the head off. If that, if that was a real snake, they did not treat that thing nicely. Yeah, and I, I, I didn't do any research on that. Um, I'm just gonna assume that it was a real snake and say, fuck you, Friday the 13th. Um, I love snakes. <laughs> I don't, but I don't like torturing animals. People much more deserving yeah, yeah. <laughs> so alice um alice asks if it's dead <laughs> and it like pieces yeah and then ned goes well it's either dead or it has a very short clone this joke hit for me i don't know oh i hated it i thought it was so dumb <laughs> and then marcy chimes in and goes well at least now we know it's for dinner i did like that because i was like very camp your cook's not there yeah you eat what's available god damn it <laughs> I, I just wish everyone would have turned and went, Marcy! Oh, man. Pretty much the fuck out of somebody. Um, and then just randomly, they're outside and a, a motorcycle cop pulls up on them. And it, he's just super aggro. This guy's a gigantic asshole. And I, I think they're playing at, like, he he thinks he has all the power in the world. Yeah. The whole scene, he's just being a dick to him. So he gets off the bike and right away goes, all right, who are you people? Yep. But but he clearly knows that they're reopening the camp because he goes, oh, Steve Christie hired you after yeah. they say, well, we're, we're working on the camp. I, I think this is more poorly written dialogue that yeah. they didn't think through. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, he's an asshole. And the scene avails to nothing. There's literally, I think, no point for it. Uh, there actually is. Uh, and we'll, we'll get there in a second. There's a little bit more bullshit dialogue to get yeah, later. Yeah, okay. Uh, so he just starts accusing them of trespassing um, and... Ned, like, keeps trying to talk to him, but when he rolled up, Ned was doing, like, an Indian dance with a weird headdress on. Yeah, and he hated Ned, like, instantly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he calls him, like, a bunch of racist, like, oh, yeah. Native American stereotypes. Yeah, he definitely like, shoots I, on this guy. I know he for sure calls him Tonto. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, definitely, definitely unsavory for this time. And then he accuses Jack of being high because his eyes are red. And, and, and uh, Jack's, like, what was I smoking then? Just, and the cop goes, the Colombian gold, the grass, the hash, the weed, you dig? So good. <laughs> Just like weed, weed was so bad in the 80s. Yeah, but everybody smoked it. Also cocaine. You didn't accuse him of coke, nope. surprisingly. He's mad at that fucking wacky tobacco. <laughs> so, uh, and then he says, uh, he's looking for Ralph, actually. A uh, town local who was seen coming this way on a bike, preaching his gospel. Also known as Crazy Ralph, and when you say bike, he means bicycle. Bicycle. Definitely not allowed to have yeah. a driver's license in any sort. And so, as he's filling them in on Crazy Ralph coming this way, uh, he gets called back to town and leaves in a very long shot of him getting on the motorcycle, driving one way, turning around, and then driving away. Also, keep in mind when he gets the call, I can't remember who's standing next to the bike. Was it Kevin Bacon? Yeah. He, he starts to try to answer the, the, the walkie so good. to this cop who's been like a huge asshole to him, and the, the cop is like, get the fuck out of here. I, I love that. It was funny, but it's like, why would you do that? Because he just sauntered over to the bike for no reason. Just shithead teens. I guess. And then, yeah, he the, the him driving off, so he pulls in going towards the lake. So the lake is in front of him. He gets up, goes forward, and does this really shitty 
a circle. Like, it's not even a donut, because 100% not. And the guy driving it 100% did not ride bikes often. No. Because as he drove away, he was really teetering. <laughs> he was left and right. Like, it looked uh. pretty fucking shitty. And maybe it was just because it was in the woods. So. And so that is the first of two... Um, people driving on two-wheeled vehicles in a direction that doesn't make sense. Yeah, in this movie. yeah exactly. Um, and so, yeah, so the, the whole point of this scene is that Ralph was seen heading towards the camp, uh, and now he's missing. Pretty okay. much the whole thing. That does set up later, but like, uh, you did not need it. Sets up right now, man. Next scene. Is it really? Yep. God damn it. <laughs> so then we cut to movie. Alice doing dishes in, oh, yeah, in, yeah. in the cabin. And she goes to the pantry, and we see someone standing in it. And then Ralph just saunters yeah, on out. His fucking beans in hand. Um, and he's saying, uh, "I'm the messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. Doomed. Go, go." Uh, and then he just dips out. Yeah, he just starts walking away, just like well, into the woods with and, his bike. And then he, yeah, he gets on his bike and does not ride out. I was gonna say, I don't think he gets on his bike at all. No, he does. He does he? he rides away, but okay. he doesn't ride to the exit. He just no. rides into yeah. the woods. Yeah, yeah. He just well, see you later. So yeah, um, Ralph is a messenger of God. There's a death curse on the camp. They're doomed if they stay. Go go. <laughs> but I done got paid two fifteen an hour. <laughs> And I think that's a good spot to call Act 1 done, man. Uh, I'm call it just done. Alright, Act 2 opens in the kitchen. Uh, Annie notices... Sorry. Wow. Not Annie. <laughs> to be fair, I don't know who you're talking about at any point in this movie, because I don't give a shit about um, any of these characters. Alice, the main character. In the kitchen... She, oh, definitely. I guess. In the kitchen, Alice... Notices that there's no power, so Brenda, Jack, and Bill go to the emergency generator room to turn it back on and figure out what the fuck's going on. They get it working with no problem. Yeah, they pretty much, like, flip it on. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. And one of them is like, I used one of these on my farm back home. Yeah. What so, an antique. You know. <laughs> For all those generator enthusiasts back, enthusiasts. <laughs> back in 1980, they were hitting up a Friday the 13th on a Wednesday in June. So, and then we, we cut to Jack and Marcy having a gay old time, walking around, kissing, uh, as the killer watches from, like, far away in the trees. Which, pretty obvious, but we didn't specify for the visual effect mm -hmm. here. Uh, anytime it's the POV, now it is the killer. Yeah. And they're actually, they're watching through trees, not from trees, because right. this next shot we get is Ned looking at Jack and Marcy kind of, like, longingly. Like, he's got feelings for Marcy or Jack. Um, I, I think he just wants to fuck. Yeah. And he wants to plow. He ain't got nothing because he got no feels. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. So, and then uh, we see that the killer is actually stalking Ned from an empty cabin uh, next to him. Uh, Ned actually sees the killer because they're standing, like, on the porch. Yeah. And then they go inside. And Ned, like, follows them into the cabin. Yeah, like, it's a really weird scene, I feel like. Because they don't explain, like, do they know each other? Do they not? Like, well, it seems it, just kind of like... It's very clearly just a dark figure, so he's just like... Because what he, yeah, he says is, so. hey, can, can I help you? And then, then he goes, yeah. Okay, I just remember walking in, and I was like, why did he walk into that? Yeah. Like, I don't know, sort of technology at all. Uh, and then we cut back to Jack and Marcy walking and talking about... Uh, Nettie being an asshole 
and uh, Nettie's gonna do what Nettie's gonna do, and it doesn't concern them. And then uh, he's got to go to a town and Footloose. Footloose. Foot loose. Foot loose. I just wanted to throw in a shitty, a shitty footloose joke. Da, 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 cut loose. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I think it actually goes. Ba, da, 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 da. <laughs> um, and then it starts to storm, and this brings Marcy to bring up this dream she has every time that she sleeps while it's raining, that the water is actually blood. <laughs> Fucking, blood. fucking psycho. Yeah. Again, the dialogue of this movie is so fucking bad. It seems like they didn't have it together. They're yeah. Like, uh, fucking ad lib it. And they're like, blood, man. Blood ocean. Sea of blood. Uh-huh. I know you just said that, but I had to bring it it's back. It's still just a really good phrase. So, and then they go inside as it starts to rain, and they instantly go back to, to just macking. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, teenagers camp. Jack lights a candle, and then they start kissing in possibly the most romantic setting, a bunk bed. Yes. Um, the hottest of beds. And we cut to Alice, Bill, and Brenda in a different cabin, uh, where Brenda says, You know what? I know what we're going to do. We're going to play Monopoly. Strip Monopoly. I really like the... Just, she just started with just Monopoly, like... Fuck yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking take the old money, motherfucker. Yeah, and then she says, uh, instead of paying rent in money, you pay in clothes. She also mentioned like eight times that she's gonna be the car. The shoe. Is it the shoe? It's the shoe. She said, I'll be the shoe. Whatever it was. She brought it up several times. It was like, yeah. if you take my piece, I will cut you. <laughs> yeah, like she's real god. She has a foot fetish, is what I it guess. is. Yes, like to be fair, if I play Monopoly, if anybody takes that hat, I'm just uh, and then they again call weed grass when she goes, hey, got any of that grass left? I don't know that anyone ever called weed grass. Oh, yeah, back in the day. Really? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was dynamite. Dynamite! Dynamite! <laughs> and then we cut back to the love shack where Jack and Marcy are getting their missionary on. <laughs> Please tell me you wrote that because that was a banger I did. right there. I did write that. Damn. Only you may sing. Exactly. Yeah, uh, they're getting their missionary on. They have uninterrupted shot of them fucking for about a minute and a half. Uh, Very extensive. Again, like, hey, we feel like 90 minutes. We've only got 40 minutes of killing. So we straight up, like, we go from halfway through their sex to completion. Uh And then the, the camera pans up to see, um, Ned's body above them with like blood all over it. And you don't see his kill, right? You don't um, see you, the body. You don't see the kill, you see him leave, and yeah. then he's got his throat slit. Like you know he's being killed yeah. just from the whole scenario. But I couldn't I couldn't remember if they actually showed anything. No, they don't. Um then Marcy gets up to go to the bathroom and Jack starts smoking. Um and then she like puts on a raincoat, leaves the room. Uh, she goes, Save my save my place for me. Big boy. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the Harkins and get me a popcorn. <laughs> That's random as fuck, man. Well, Shout out Harkins. Fuck you, I just want the popcorn. Dude, I... Sponsor me with popcorn, I'll take it if it's the day. Dude, if Harkins sponsors us, I'll lose my goddamn mind. Like, at any time in my career. Career? I mean, I didn't say just podcast. Alright. <laughs> so, yeah, and we'll get into this in a second bathroom situation like we already said is super weird yeah um so she's gone jack is laying alone in bed 
smoking a J, smoking some grass. Um, and then the a devil's lettuce, if you might. <laughs> Diablo's lechuga. Um, <laughs> so, and then a drop of blood actually lands on Jack's head. Uh-huh. And then a fucking arrow comes through the underside of the mattress and straight through his throat. Um, That's really good. But the, I, I like the implication of this, which is that the killer was under the bed while they fucked That's the whole exactly time. That's exactly what I was waiting for you to shut the fuck up so I could start bringing that up. Because <laughs> I do not understand this. The time, eh, I can only take one of them, I guess, so I'll wait till they're done. Yield humping. Just get one more nut off before you die. Yes. I'm a merciful god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the arrow looks great yeah. through the neck. Like Th- This is almost like, it, it reminded me of the Johnny Depp scene where he's like, this is probably the best looking kill. Johnny Depp goes to the bed. Significantly better scene. I think he just like bed kills. Yeah, I'm just tired. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm out. <laughs> Alright, so... Yeah, so now Jack and Ned are both dead. Um, then Marcy gets to the restrooms, goes into one of the stalls, and then the killer enters behind her. Um, so the restrooms in this movie, it's like a big like restroom house. Like They've got stalls, they've got sinks, and they've got showers. I guess an old school camp bathroom, but it, I don't get it. Like I'm pretty sure they at least had bathrooms in the cabins, right? Like, is that uh, not a thing? I don't think so. Not, not then, for sure. It's like, because you just set up plumbing in one spot instead of yeah, putting it everywhere. True. But it, it just seemed weird because, and maybe we're just not picturing it well, but it's like sinks, like showers behind sinks, yeah. and toilets in front. Yeah. But the weird showers are just like open. Yeah, they just have like curtains, and that's it. There's yeah, no like door it, or anything. It's super weird, and maybe that's just the style of what it was at the time. But I, I didn't get it. I mean, I guess we've also never been to summer camp, so that might be how it actually is. Maybe I'm not looking to get nude in front of a bunch of people that no, are expecting me to be nude. So uh, Marcy's in the stall, and she hears a noise, and just assumes Jack followed her, not any of the other people coming to use the restroom. Uh, so she gets out of the stall, goes looking for him, but finds nothing. Uh, she goes to wash her hands, but the sink isn't working. So she looks at the piping under the sink. And figures out to turn the handle. Yeah, she starts fucking with the pipes, and God damn it, she gets that water to work. Do you think that was the killer, or was that just something stupid? I think it was just plumbing. It seemed um, like a completely <laughs> unnecessary thing. We're like, just stall for time, I'm not ready to yeah. murder you yet. And then she hears uh, rustling, and then goes to the shower area, uh, where all of the showers are on. That's what I saw. I don't remember. Or maybe one of the showers was on. There's, there's another bathroom scene that I really want to ask you a question about, and it's the dumbest question. But we'll get to it. <laughs> now, now that I'm thinking about it, only one of the showers is on. It's the far right shower, because that's the one she opens first. Perfect. So she pulls the curtain back, because she thinks someone's fucking with her, and then she turns off the... Oh, yeah. She turns yeah. off the water. She's still kind of searching, like, who's here? Yeah, and then she opens the second one as we see an axe raised behind her. Uh, like, the shadow of the axe. Yeah, the shadow. The shadow actually looks really good. Yeah, and then she turns, screams, (laughs) and then uh, we get an axe lodged in her fucking head. It looks great. I loved it. It, It's solid. Again, all practical effects, so it's clearly a dummy with an axe in it, but it looks solid. They have, like, micro-bursts of kills in this movie. Like, it's never just one and then a slow burn. It's, like, two, 20 minutes, three, 
20 minutes. The problem is, in the 20 minutes, nothing is fucking happening. Yeah. And I mean, maybe that was a good way to build tension in the theater. Maybe. Again, like, some of these scenes are super suspenseful. Like, it, yeah. their theme, their ch 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 is just so good. You do that really well, by the way. Thank you, I've practiced since today. <laughs> um, and then we cut to the group still playing Monopoly. Um, the door blows open because wind, because it's storming. Apparently. And then Brenda goes, oh shit, I think the windows in my cabin are open. And instead of putting all of her clothes back on, she just puts on a raincoat and dips, dips out. out. She's like, yeah. we'll have to finish this another time, like, gang. Clearly she was losing. was like, well, fuck that. I'm not showing up my titties. Yeah. Like, I go. And she was like, just when it was getting interesting. Fuck you. Yeah. Super also, also, just another way to fuck. Uh -huh. Like every other game we've been through in these movies. I'm also really confused about like the mechanics of Strip Monopoly, so we're going to get into this for a minute. Okay. I can, I can explain. I think I understand it pretty well. I understand it, but uh, the money structure, I can't figure out. I okay. thought about this a lot. Because <laughs> the whole time, I was just like, play this. Go ahead. So they buy property just like normal. Mm-hmm. They have an X amount of cash. Yeah, they have the starting amount. Of right. But when they pay, they pay in clothes. So they're never gaining money. Maybe you can pay for things with other people's clothes. Assuming not, because they showed two turns where they both had money in front of them and they both chose to take clothes off. Well, the money is clearly important because when the door blows open, uh, Brenda goes, oh my god, the money! Yeah, because that's how you buy property, so you get people naked. There's, there's also not a, uh, I'm also going to go ahead and point out, there's not a good dollar, uh, not dollar, uh, clothing removal to value, because rents are different. Bitch landed on, like, meta trading, I was like, guess I'm losing a shirt. Yeah. And this guy's landing on boardwalk, taking off a boot. Like, I want to know these standards. I told you, I thought about this a lot. I, I, th a lot I think questions. it's just, um, we need more titty in this movie because it's the 80s and teenage boys are seeing this. 100%, but I want to know how this fucking game works. Um, okay, well... You pass, go, you get 200 bucks, maybe. You know what? They did it, didn't happen. Closing the book, we're talking about this. Yeah, fuck this movie, <laughs> I want to know about Strip Monopoly. So, Strip Monopoly, uh, I, I think the only way to win, necessarily, is to be the person with the most clothes on at the end, right? Well, it's gotta be as soon as somebody gets naked. Because Monopoly takes four But does that mean they win? Or that means lose. they lose. But what about, they paid out all their money. What about the other person? There's three people. Yeah. That means there's just a loser. So there's two winners? I don't like that. I don't either. It's bullshit. Fuck Monopoly. <laughs> I actually really like Monopoly. But the, the pay structure does not work. The economic system in this is garbage. And I'm really upset about it. This was far more interesting than the entire movie to me. So I think how it works... No, fuck you. No, I don't no, no. thing to yell about. Oh. Because... There's also, they show the one scene, he's got, the guy's got, or somebody has hotels on their... It's the guy. Yeah. They have <laughs> hotels on their property. I know where Mediterranean is, because it's right in front of them. So this guy's on fucking, like, Barber Gardens, or North Carolina Ave, sitting on hotels. <laughs> How the fuck do you pay for all these if there's no income besides clothes? Um. Yeah, fuck you, that's why. Okay, so, I think how the game works, right? is they play until the guy gets a boner and then they fuck. I think how the game works is they didn't fuck think about you know it. Plot device for the movie. First, fuck you. First episode of Patreon, we're playing Strip Monopoly. I will destroy you. <laughs> oh my god. No, we need to do like a bonus episode or a TikTok or something explaining the mechanics of Strip Monopoly. Somebody fucking explain it. I want to know the economic structure of this fucking game. 
we're doing it. Somebody explain it to me. I, I've been dying for somebody to tweet literally anything at me, because I just want to respond on that and just be like, fuck you, because that sounds funny. At Scarapy Pod. You fucking do this. Is it Scarapy Pod? Scarapy Dash Pod? It's, it's Scarapy Pod. Got it. I think. You figure it out. Find me. Send me anything. If you can explain it. Find me a fucking rule book. I will pay you a lot of money, which is like $4. <laughs> I will buy you a double cheeseburger from McDonald's. One. <laughs> I'm taking one of the patties. That's, ooh, I do love me a cheeseburger from Nicky D's. Sponsored you by Burger King, baby. What? <laughs> Slap it to a Whopper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a 15-minute tangent of me yelling about Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. This episode's a goddamn train wreck. Oh, fuck, fuck this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, instead of putting her clothes on, she just puts a raincoat on and says, have a good night, gang, and leaves. Uh, and then Bill and Alice are like, well, I guess we clean. Yeah, they just start cleaning up the, <laughs> the whole place, so this girl was just like, eh, fuck it, you clean up. Uh, and then we cut to Steve at some random diner, like on the side of the road. Um, and this is the George guy from the beginning. If you yeah, this is. Christie, Steve Christie. Yeah. Uh, and he's talking to the waitress who's like, oh, all you have to do to pay tonight is just take me out for a night. And he's like, he, here's three bucks. Yeah, he's like, keep the change. Slides are like a quarter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, back in the 80s, a quarter was like 27 cents. Holy shit. Exactly. That lady, the waitress, is actually famous, too, and I cannot, Is she? She is... I can picture in my head from something. Not, like, super famous, but mm-hmm. she's definitely been in stuff. Gotcha. And there's a movie or a scene that I keep... I can play in my head right now, but I cannot tell you what it is from. I will mm. have to find it. It's just generic old woman. Gotcha. So, and then uh, Steve is like, well, I gotta go back to camp. She's like, you can't go back in the rain. He goes, I'll manage, baby, uh-huh. and leaves. Um, he gets into not the same Jeep as before, because he left in a silver Jeep. He is now getting a, a silver topless Jeep. He's now getting in a green Jeep with a top on it. And he's hauling a trailer. And he's hauling a trailer. Which he well, mentions. The, the trailer was in with the silver one. Was it? Yes. Oh, I, don't, but I don't the, remember the trailer. But the oh, Jeep yeah, is yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It's a different fucking car. Right. Um, it's actually the car that Annie was picked up by. It's the same Jeep. Is it? <laughs> yes. Because that's what I thought, and I was like, well, that was the killer. Yeah. And for any 42-year-old sp- spoiler alert, <laughs> he's not the killer. <laughs> so. Huh, that's interesting. So they just swapped Jeeps at some point? Uh, I, I assume it was just a fuck-up, yeah. yeah that's so he starts to drive back, and we see on a little road sign that he's 12 miles away. Um, then we cut to Brenda in the restroom area, uh, where Marcy died. And she hears a noise coming from the showers. Alright, I want to shit on this too. Fuck off. Uh, it's fine. I'll just drink. The entire reason she goes in there is to brush her teeth. Yeah. And I, for literal no reason, she did, she brought, she has a handful of shit. Like It's all of her shit. Yeah. All of her bathroom stuff. All she does is brush her teeth. It's fucking raining out. <laughs> Stick your fucking toothbrush outside and brush your fucking teeth. She doesn't do anything else, as we'll see. Yeah, and then um, while she's brushing her teeth, we see a hand come around one of the shower curtains, pull the curtain back a little bit, and then when she looks over, the hand like goes away and the curtain goes back to where it was. Um, 
I actually really like the camera the camera work on that scene. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. Um, then she hears more noise from that area and decides to leave. Um, she also goes exactly to the same sink as the other guy yeah. who fixed it. I yeah. don't know why. Uh, really good fake-out scene, though. At least I thought, like, yeah. oh, this is where she dies. No, nope, she yeah. leaves. We're not in our microburst yet, so... But it is good. Like, again, it's pretty suspenseful. You Because, A, someone just died there. B, you yeah. know the killer's still there. You just saw him. Yeah. And really nothing happens. Yeah, and then we, we cut back to Steve... Uh, who is, like, now pulled off to the side of the road and his car's sputtering. It's not working. Uh, it's, like, stuck in place. And then a random cop just so happens to drive by. He's already got his lights on. And yeah. he's not even pulling up to the Jeep. He's, like, kind of around a corner. He's Yeah, he's just on the road. Yeah, it's really weird. And Chris just runs to this car, like, oh, Steve. Whoever. <laughs> Christy. He, he runs to the cop car and just gets in. And the cop knows him. He goes, hey, Steve. Yeah, so, so I don't know if he had fucking 911 on speed dial. Small town. I guess. It was just really weird. Yeah, and, and the cop agrees to drive him to the camp. Doesn't uh, he even say something like, what, your Jeep can't make it? Yeah. Not with that trailer. Yeah, he said, like, what What happened to the Jeep? Oh, no, that's later on. Sorry. Oh, um, yeah, he says, like, you know, not with this trailer, it can't, that, that shit. And then... Uh, I'll have one of the campers come get it tomorrow. What an asshole. Yeah. And so they, they start driving the camp. Cut to the killer stalking Brenda through some trees outside of her cabin. as she's like writing in a journal. Um, then Brenda gets up, lights a candle, uh, and then starts reading in bed. Which, again, like another dumb thing. She lights this candle. Yeah. And the lights are completely on. Yeah. Like, it is perfectly lit. The candle does nothing. And she puts the candle, like, five feet away from her. Yeah, like, does not make any sense. Yeah, and then she starts reading in bed, uh, and she hears a girl calling for help. Help me. Help. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just sound like Scooby-Doo villains now. It's better than this fucking movie. I fucking hate Scooby-Doo, actually. I love Scooby-Doo. Fuck Scooby-Doo. Fuck Scooby-You. That's fine. <laughs> All day. Uh, so she she grabs a huge flashlight um, and goes outside following the voice. And she wanders over to the archery range eventually. Where, where she already was once. Yeah, and then the killer turns all of the lights on. Uh, so it's like blinding. Yeah. Um, then the screen cuts to a cabin, and then we hear Brenda scream. 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 Ah! <laughs> so, yeah. Assume that Brenda's dead at this point, but yeah, we don't see anything. Yeah, I don't think you, you see her. Um, there's another one, too, I want to ask you. I don't know if it'll come up. So it might just be remembering wrong, so hopefully remember that. Okay. So, and then we cut to Alice in the cabin. Uh, and she's keeping a fire lit as Bill re-enters from outside. Alice says that she just heard Brenda scream, so Bill's like, ah, I better go check it out. Which, he was just outside, how did he not hear her? Right. Um, and then she also says she noticed someone turn on the archery range lights. Um, Bill looks out the window and goes, well, they're not on now. Um, oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he says, be... they're off now, I don't see any lights. Do they even show that they're off, or is it just the lip service? It, it's just him looking out the window. Huh, I don't remember um, at all. And then he goes to leave, and she goes, hey, can I come with you? And then they, like, walk out together. Boy, yeah. yeah. And so they're walking around, calling out to Brenda, 
Uh, and when she isn't in her cabin, Alice says, oh, she's probably with Jack and Marcy. Uh, but Bill finds the axe that was used to kill Marcy tucked into bed in one of the, the beds in that cabin. Yeah, super weird. Because, like, this is not a I'm a killer, I'm fucking with you movie. This is, like, murder. Yeah. Take you to Murdersville, USB. Yeah, um, and it's got, like, the sheet has a little bit of blood on it, and Alice just goes, what is going on? And then they leave. Yep, I, <laughs> I mean, axe in the bed, probably not hanging out around there. Yeah, so they, they go to Jack's cabin, uh, where they find nothing, and then they go to check the restrooms. Alice is starting to get worried, and she goes, you know, maybe we should call the cops. And maybe we should call somebody, this is a little weird. Um, then they break into the camp office building uh they find the phone lines are dead and then we get a little pan through the windows up to the phone lines to reveal that they've been cut uh also remember this was the only way to use a phone back in the 80s yeah you could not use a cell phone did not exist aol wasn't even around yet it's kind of weird to think about just to me personally like i mean i lived through part of that so when they notice that the phone lines are dead, they decide to go to try to leave in the red truck from before, uh, but it won't start. And B Bill goes, it won't start because it's wet. Definitely how cars work. And Alice starts to kind of freak out, and Bill Bill calms her down and says, let's just go back to the cabin. Uh, let's wait till morning. Let's let's at least like get get to somewhere safe. It is like and to prefer it is downpouring like a motherfucker. It is not oh, like yeah. a light drizzle. It's it raining. Um, Which my wife told me when we watched it, you can't record rain, and that's why it looks so shitty. It's just like a prop. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I've never think tried. that's true. Courtney, you're liar. I mean, she's pretty smart. Smarter, smarter than me, yeah. So I guess you can't record rain. Someone uh, fucking Google that. <laughs> wherever will we find Google? Looking at two monitors. <laughs> two cell phones. And I could yell at Courtney to do it. So, then we cut to Steve on the way back to camp talking to the cop. Cops saying that, oh, it's a full moon tonight. Full moons make people crazy, don't you know? That there's more, more crimes on full moons. And it just so happens that tonight is Friday the 13th and a full moon. Plus rolls. Yeah. And I, they, they also call Friday the 13th Black Cat Day. I, yeah, at the very beginning. I didn't write it down because it's not important. Um, but I just remembered it. <laughs> Terrible name. Yeah. Thank God they didn't say it in Camp Blood. But uh, Steve pretty much thinks all of that's bullshit. Uh, and then the cop gets an emergency call. Uh, so he has to make Steve walk the rest of the way. Which isn't too far, it seems like. But It's still pretty wacky. I mean, in the rain. Yeah, yeah exactly. The whole point was it's raining. So Steve is jogging back. And he enters the campgrounds. Uh, he gets to, like, the Welcome to Camp Crystal Lake sign. Yeah. Where a flashlight comes out from behind the sign and blinds him. He walks towards the light and kind of lets his guard down a little bit. And he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing out here? And then he gets fucking stabbed. That's not Final Countdown. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he we get, like, a close-up of him walking forward towards the camera. He goes, oh, what are you doing? And then we get the loud, like, wow sound yeah. as he gets stabbed. The old stabbies. Correct me if I'm wrong, that, that's kind of the first instance you get of, oh, this isn't a random killing. 
it's obviously, which we know it's related to the, to the camp mm-hmm. the whole time, but it's the first time anybody's acknowledged that they know them, so, and like caught off guard, I'd say, by them. Yeah, I actually, I, I didn't really think about that, but I guess that comes up a little later and it might make sense. Yeah, a little bit. Um, so yeah, and then, and then we cut to the killer walking into the generator room and cutting the power. Um, then back in the cabin, Bill lights some, like, old school lanterns. Um, and says, I'm gonna go check, check and see if the generator's out of gas or something. And, uh, Alice is like, oh, I'll come with you. And he goes, you need to stay here and sleep. <laughs> uh, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Uh, pretty B.E. aggressive. <laughs> aggressive. B.E. Aggressive. Uh, Bill. Rolled that natural 20 and sank that boat, man. <laughs> it's the best video. <laughs> you Google it. Bill gets to the generator, goes to work on fixing it. Uh, he finds that it's it's actually full, uh, and then we cut to Alice startling awake, uh, yelling for Bill. I'm so startled. Um, and then and it's been like ten minutes. Yeah. Then she goes to the kitchen to make coffee, um, and we get a very long silent shot of her just walking around the kitchen and in and out of the pantry. Which I actually liked, because um, when I watched this, I was like, oh, the killer's in the pantry. It feels super real, and they do this a couple of times, where these really, like, long, yeah. seem like dragged out shots, but I wouldn't say they flow super well. I think the they, movie benefits from them, though. Yeah, like, I think overall, as, like, a scene, it's really good, but I'd say overall, it's kind of weird. It doesn't really fit the flow of the movie. Yeah. But they're good shots, especially for the time, like. Like mm-hmm. I said, I feel like their focus was all visual and camera. Definitely. Um, and then Alice gets impatient and goes to look for Bill. Uh, she gets to the generator room and finds Bill's jacket, but no trace of Bill. Um, so she grabs the jacket and leaves, and she closes the generator room door to find Bill pinned to the door with oh, arrows. Um, love it. So bad. Yeah, I. that's probably the... Is that the kill you don't like? That's the, you don't no, see it, but... it's actually not. Oh, okay. Uh, Still coming up? Well, I guess I shouldn't... The, the thing I was talking about, it's not a kill, it's a kill reveal. Um, like, it's a body reveal. Are we not going to do it yet? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember which one you like. We'll get there right now. All right, I think. Yep, right there. I didn't like that, that one. I thought that was pretty lame. So, yeah, she, she's, uh, she finds him pinned to the door with arrows, and his throat is also slit. Um, she runs back to the cabin uses a rope to like throw around a beam and then tie it around the doorknob to like keep it shut. Uh, and then she also makes a barricade out of furniture. A actually, shitty barricade. I think it's actually smart though. It's smart, but it's not a good barricade. Uh, there's also just windows everywhere. Yeah, um, it doesn't work. We've so, all played the game Crystal Lake game. Jason's kidding. Have you played that game? Yeah, it's fantastic. I was actually gonna say we should play that game for like, Scarapy. Oh. Do, do like a video or something. I'm down, it's a fun game. I like that game. Hey, that's funny. I was going to bring that up after. Well, fucking, there's an so, Evil Dead version, too. Is there? There is. Uh, I don't know if it dropped yet. It's new. It's cool. out or it just came out. So, yeah, she, she grabs a bat and then goes to make sure that the kitchen is clear, but she doesn't check the pantry, and the camera even, like, stops on the pantry. Mm-hmm. Um, she leans against the fridge, uh, wondering, you know, she's like, well, what do I do? And hey, then... Yo. 
And then Brenda's body is thrown through the window. I love this one, actually. It is so over-the-top ridiculous. And uh, it cuts back and forth between Alice and Brenda a couple times. Uh And you can definitely see not only Brenda still breathing, but her head moving around Uh a lot. It's really bad. (laughs) So that's also not what I was talking about. No, no, that Um, that one's fantastic. If you didn't like that one, I'd be surprised. No, I I actually really enjoyed that. It's probably my favorite. Uh, So... Then Alice looks out the shattered window and sees headlights. Um, and she goes, oh my god, it's Steve! Because yep. it's the Jeep. Um, she quickly removes her barricade and goes outside. But she finds a woman instead. And that's where we're going to end at, too. Boom. So Act 3 opens with... Uh, Alice staring at the woman. And it's this old blonde lady in like a, a blue turtleneck sweater uh, and like black pants. And just kind of an unassuming older woman. She um, looks like young grandma who's just like, I'm going to be a free. Yeah, and this, this woman is Pamela Voorhees. Uh, she introduces herself as an old friend of the Christie's. And Alice immediately puts all trust in her, collapses into her crying, talking about, oh, they're all dead. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? I just, I, I wasn't a fan of just like, I trust you completely right now because you're the only other person here right now and everyone else here is dead. I actually like it because like, pull, like pulling up with the Jeep. Yeah. It's super credence to being legit. It's like, oh, I just got here. What? I don't know why they're yeah. here. And like, especially this girl's frantic body just got through the window so it's like okay I'm, I'm scared of some hulking man right and this is like a, she's not little like I before I watched this I was like oh yeah she's like five foot nothing no she's she's actually pretty tall yeah like she's taller than Alice yeah definitely um, like she's a pretty like she's a healthy older woman. yeah she's not like heavy set but she's bulky as for like an older woman yeah. I, I like the ploy of getting back in the jeep I sure. thought it was really smart. So Pamela says, you know, I want to help, but you need to calm down. Now it just won't stop freaking out. Uh, Pamela's like, I'm just going to go look at the bodies. Her reactions here are actually, like, again, fantastic yeah. for what she's trying to pull off. Yeah, and she's like, I'm just going to go look, and then we can leave. And Alice says, uh, don't do that. They're going to kill you, too. Uh-huh. And she turns around and goes, I'm not afraid. Uh, super creepy. Uh, Alice goes with her back into the cabin, and Pamela finds Brenda. Brenda goes, sorry, Pamela goes, this damn camp. (laughs) Um, Blames it on the camp and then proceeds to tell her the story of a young boy who drowned the year before those two camp counselors died. The counselors that year weren't paying attention. They were making love while that boy drowned. They done fucked it. His name was Jason. She She begins to walk towards Alice at this point and says, I was a cook at the camp the year that that happened. Pamela says, we can leave now. But Alice is like, I think we should wait for Steve. <laughs> you are creepy. Yep. She's clearly creeped out at this point. I really like that they... Can we all understand who this character is without saying it? I assume at this point. I mean, I said Pamela Voorhees. Yeah, if you don't know Jason's last name is Voorhees, you're probably fine. Jason's mom has got it going, got it going on. on. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, I gotta make you listen to that song. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I'm gonna just glaze over that. <laughs> uh, I really like the intro her. 
and instantly you're like, oh yeah, this is way too over the top. <laughs> I'm out to the one character left. So Alice wants to wait for Steve. Then Pamela starts to hear Jason uh, calling for help. And then she sees like little flashbacks of him drowning. <laughs> Which is just him like just splashing yeah. in the water. Like if there was a tub, there'd be a rubber ducky next to him. <laughs> and then she whispers, I- I'm helping you now, Jason. Um, she got the craziest. Then Pamela turns back to Alice and says, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. Hate this so much. So Alice then just goes, where is Steve? And Pamela says, I couldn't let him open the camp, could I? Not after what happened to my sweet, innocent Jason. Uh, my sweet, sweet angel baby boy. Uh, he really loves this kid. And then we see more flashbacks of Jason drowning and can clearly see he is a very disfigured, bald, bulging head looking yeah. motherfucker. Boy, got some problems. That boy ain't right. <laughs> oh! That boy ain't right. Um, gonna get me some balls. And then uh, she says to Alice, you let him drown and pulls out a knife. Um, Daddy, Alice grabs a fire poker and absolutely fucking molly wops Mrs. Voorhees. Oh, 100%. And it's then fantastic. dips out. Yep. Uh, that's Stop something. Running away when you have the upper hand. <laughs> fucking murder the murderer. Something I, I do like about this movie is pretty much every exchange, uh, the killer loses. <laughs> it's like Scream in that way. I actually thought the same thing. I thought the same thing. I forgot, like, once they reveal the killer. <laughs> She gets destroyed throughout the rest of this Yeah. Um, so she gets to the Jeep to leave, gets in, but finds Annie's body uh, with her slit throat just sitting in the passenger seat. Uh, and then she dips out, and this is the one I was talking about. She goes to run into the woods, and then Steve's body just starts hanging from a tree. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah. hated that. Super, super lame. I didn't like the girl in the Jeep either. They were both fine. Like, well, the girl in the Jeep meant she picked up her body and yeah. put her back in the Jeep. Which also, now that we've officially revealed who the, who the killer is... How? She <laughs> threw some, a full dead-ass body through a window. I couldn't lift a dead-ass body. <laughs> no, dude. Um, that, that lady is working out. <laughs> she got dad bod to the max. So, and then... Uh, Pamela walks out and and talks to herself as Jason, pleading with her to not let her get away and kill her. Specifically, kill her, mommy! Yeah. Kill her! Constant. Like, this is like the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's like a back and forth. I really like the, again, the camera on it, where it's mm-hmm. kind of the faded zoom in of, a, of the mouth speaking. Yeah. While other things are going on. They nailed it on the, on the visual, but... The crazy is just too crazy. Yeah. And then we cut to Alice in a garage where she finds a shotgun. Um, then Pamela goes and turns the generator on so all the lights come on uh, in the camp. Alice can't find the shotgun shells before Pamela finds her. And she says, look, I'm going to make this easy for you. It's going to be easier for you than it was for Jason. Um... <laughs> uh, then Pamela backs Alice into a corner, then starts just slapping the fuck out of her. Yep. Like front hand, backhand, just front hand, backhand. Like pimping. Pimping's um, gotta be the bottom bitch. For a daily dose of this pimping. Double, double dose. <laughs> so 
Uh, and then Alice uses the gun that is still in her hands this whole time uh, to knock Pamela down. She, she hits her once with the butt of the gun in the stomach and then swings it uh-huh. into her face. And she does a dramatic, like, stumble and fall back. Uh, I don't think she really hurt me. Really? And then she runs away again. Pamela gets up and continues the chase. Finish the fucking job, yeah. Alice. Both sides, somebody finished the fucking thing. I got shit to do. So then Alice hides behind like a, a stage area while Pamela passes by and then gets up and goes back the way she came. I really liked that. I thought that was actually kind of smart. Yeah, um, no, that was... Uh, the old double back scheme. Yeah. So, Super, like, the problem with it, the way it's shot is it's just so obvious, because yeah. they're just, it's a stationary camera that's pointing at nothing until the scene ends, and she's like, gotta go. Yeah, and then um, Alice goes back to her cabin and hides in the pantry. Um, we hear Pamela enter the cabin, and she walks around, and she's, like, fucking with stuff in the kitchen, but she doesn't go to the pantry, and then the door opens and closes. Uh, Alice slumps down like, up against the door, and then we get a shot of her head and the doorknob above it as the doorknob slowly starts to turn, and then it starts rattling. I really like that, because I hate when they just go straight through the rattle. It's yeah. Like, it's locked, I'm just going to spook them. Like, this is like, hey, I'm still actually trying to find you. It's like, oh, this bitch. I know you're not locked in there yeah. with those beans and cheeses. <laughs> and then Pamela starts pounding on the door. Uh, she eventually gets in. And she, like, has to put her arm through, like, a hole in the door to open it. She, like, I think she has a knife, right? She has a machete. It's a machete, yeah. And she, like, hacks away this perfect little hand-sized, makes that, like, clearly break away. So, like, if you're Alice, right, and the killer's reaching through the fucking door, I'm getting that arm and I'm fucking that arm up. I don't know about you. Stabby stab town. Or at least, like, attempting to break it. Don't watch it happen. Yeah. Um... And so she gets in, and uh, no bullshit, just straight business, goes in, straight swing of the machete, uh, and then she gets dropped by a fucking frying pan to the dome by Alice. Um, And then Alice sees that there's blood coming from Pamela's head. So she assumes... She dips out again. Yeah, fight's over, right? She's dead. There's blood coming out of her goddamn skull. Uh, She runs to the dock, and then sits by the water and kind of stares into it, well, I didn't really get this. Yeah, it didn't resonate, I think, with anything. Yeah. I wonder if there was scenes cut around it. I mean, it might have been like a Jason was in this water type thing. Yeah. Uh, and then we see Pamela's, like, reflection come up behind her. Um, and then they, they fight again. Again. <laughs> Pamela eventually gets the John Cena STFU That's in. Right. On, on her, which is just like a sleeper hold on the ground. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Stop the damn match! Yep. <laughs> okay, it was a slobber knocker. Yeah, there's been a bunch of wrestling references in this, like more than normal. That's. Yeah, it's alright. <laughs> and then Avalis. Avalis? Avalis. <laughs> Alice eventually throws her off, uh, and then Alice grabs the machete and fucking chops Pamela's head off. Really good visual. Good slow-mo, like, the yeah. head head comes off, and then, like, kind of flies in the air, and then the hands of Pamela come up, and they kind of, like, fizzle around for a uh-huh. second on camera before she, like, falls. Um, Great scene, though. Yeah, I liked it. Then, for some reason, 
Alice gets into a canoe and floats to the middle of the lake. And just falls asleep. Uh, fight's over. Like, what are you doing? It makes no sense. Like, this was clearly just set up for the next scene. Yeah. And there was no reason. And so we cut to the morning when she's asleep in the canoe as tranquil music plays. She has one. Um, cops arrive and she sits up just in time for Jason to come up from under the water, wrap his hand around her neck, and pull her under the water. Everyone's seen this shot. Yeah. It's, it's such an iconic you shot. You've seen anything from Friday the 13th, it's probably um, this is honestly, like, the scene that I remember the most, obviously, because yeah. it's so good. I remember this scene, and I remember Grandma and Mommy <laughs> slashing at you, like, mm-hmm. in opposite view of you, so you see her. But I remember her being so much smaller. Yeah. And she is, again, like, a pretty big woman. Yeah, Betsy Palmer fucking kills her. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, she is now pulled underwater. I wish it ended right here. Yeah, but it doesn't because yeah. uh, psych out. She wakes up in the hospital where she's told uh, she is unfortunately the only survivor. Uh-huh. Um, and then she asks to the cop in the room, "Is is the boy dead?" About the boy. Yeah, and the cop goes, "What? He ain't find no boy." Yeah, who the fuck are you talking about? She goes, "Jason." Uh, and he goes, we didn't even find any boy. And then she says, then he's still there. And that's Friday the 13th, baby. <laughs> Ends on a cliffhanger. <laughs> really needed to end just with him getting pulled in. Would have been so much better. Like, start Friday the 13th, too, with her waking up. Yeah, that would have... There's no guarantees another one being made. Yeah. You're right. Especially I mean, on this one. let's be real though. They probably made all the other Fridays off of the box office for this. Oh, hundred percent. Like they got real bad real fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, that's Friday the Thirteenth. Um, is there anything that you specifically loved in this movie besides Strip Monopoly? Oh no, I did not love that. There's ex- <laughs> ex- somebody has explainings to do, and I want to hear them. Yeah, uh, what what did you love about this movie? Because we have explicitly talked about what we hate. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the biggest things were really just how it was filmed. And yeah. really went for it, especially in, like, the gore. Yeah. I think really was pretty big at this time. Because even Nightmare on Elm Street, which actually think it was after... Nightmare on Elm Street, if I'm remembering correctly, came out in 1984. Yeah, so it was a few years after that. Yeah. Like, not even the gore scene. Like, I think this was, like, the big gore. Like, Halloween, you know, none of them had... Yeah. really bloody scenes and on this one they're just like we're gonna film yeah. it cool and we're gonna do bloody practical effects and I'm sure I'm getting these dates wrong but this came out in 1980 I think Nightmare came out in 84 uh, and Halloween funny. came out in 86 I wanna say oh really I thought Halloween was earlier it could be but I'm I, sure. 86 sounds right maybe I'm thinking 96 cause that's when Scream came out but yeah I'm gonna bring it back um never brought it back. So, I, I mentioned before we started recording that uh, you you were going to give me shit. I liked Nightmare on Elm Street a lot more than this movie. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare 1's solid. Now, wait till we get to the sequels, because 2, Nightmare 2 is fucking... Well, God, 13 2 is also garbage. Mm-hmm. Because it's just the intro to Jason. It is. It's so bad. I'm just remembering more and more of this movie. Yeah. We're talking about it. So, it's fucking terrible. We're gonna... Put that off for as long as we can. Absolutely. Um, so I guess that brings me to the next question: Are you at all excited to review the sequels? No. <laughs> Until we get to Jason X and Jason vs. Freddy. Jason takes Manhattan. That's the one I'm waiting Fuck for. Fuck that. That one is a, <laughs> that one is a true piece of shit. It's just a horrible movie. 
Jason X at least knew what it was. Oh. Uh, like, oh, fuck it. I'm actually genuinely excited for Freddy vs. Jason because I love that movie. I actually really like it. It's not a great movie, but it was like an entertaining movie, especially if you like the genre. Yeah. Um, I really wish they had made more of that style. Yeah, and you know, there's always that rumor that the second one's gonna get produced. They've been saying that since this first one since came it came out. out. Yeah. It just it bombed too hard. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. So, how many drowned little boys out of ten are we giving this one? How many do I want to drown, or how many did it get? Uh, let's go with how many did it get first. Ooh, I want to give that a two. Really? Uh, this movie was awful. I mean, I guess I'm not going much better. I'm going with a four. No, I can't go with the four because that's less than Phoenix Forgotten. I'll go with the five. I'd say, like, as much as I hated Phoenix Forgotten, this was significantly worse. Wow. Especially because, like, I do not... The argument of Freddy vs. Jason is just always Freddy to me. No. Well, you could be wrong. It's fine. So, I think... My rating is a four, but nostalgia points give it a plus one. I mean, I can see, I can, I can appreciate nostalgia, but we've already agreed that the first two Friday the 13th <laughs> are unwatchable trash. So you waited for the third in the series to actually enjoy this movie. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's still not that good. Other than a banger of a soundtrack <laughs> of fucking six syllables. <laughs> As of Nightmare 1 and 3, bangers. 2 is trash. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's Friday the 13th. Next week, we're doing Evil Dead 2. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> um, you didn't see a blood it, man. <laughs> God damn it. I didn't, you're right. This is, this is our spooky fools. Yeah, so, for our April Fools episode... We are doing Evil Dead 2, because it's also Evil Dead 1. And a comedy. And I fucking love Bruce Campbell, so I hope you hate this movie, so nothing bad to say. I don't think I've ever seen it in, in its entirety. Oh man, it's good. Like, I obviously, I know about Evil Dead. Um, I'm gonna bring it back to Ice Nine Kills. This new album that they released last year had a song about Evil Dead called Ex Mortis. It's one of the best songs on the album. Um, but I... From everything that I've watched from Evil Dead, I fucking love it. Um, but you know, we'll see what I think when I watch the whole goddamn thing. It's a good, it's a good movie. <laughs> Army of Darkness also a solid. I've seen Army of Darkness. I know I have. If you if you like Army of Darkness, Evil Dead Two is in the same vein. I'd say it's probably eh, it's a toss up. They both have their pluses. Army of Darkness just had such a bigger budget. Which was like yeah. $20. Close to $20. <laughs> it was a $2 bill instead yeah. of two $1 bills. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worth two oh five in my book. Yeah, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up. This has been another session of Scarapy. Therapy's too damn expensive. Our session's up, guys. We'll see you next damn, week. I like button.